0: It's The Commute Home with Nick and Derek. From Chicago's northwest suburbs, our hosts chat about, well, you know, whatever two middle-aged men like to talk about. The workday is done. Time to grit your teeth, get through the traffic, and make The Commute Home. Hey, this is Derek.
1: Hey, Derek, this is Nick. How are you today,
0: sir? Yeah, I'm okay. Don't How are fucking you, man? Don't at me! <laughs> <Son of laughs> Someone honking at you?
1: Yeah, asshole. Hey, guess what? Red light. <laughs> Dick.
0: <laughs> Sounds like you're having ah. a good day.
1: Oh, man, today has been awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah, what's been going on?
1: Ah, just, just the life of, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how all this works. I just, my job, I get yelled at a lot by customers because they're upset. And, you know, I'm just, I don't know, man. Some days it's worse than others.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I I don't know how you do your job. I, I couldn't handle it.
1: I don't know how I do my job either, man. I I sometimes, I'm like, people say that to me all the time. How do you, I don't know how you do that job. I couldn't do that job. And I'm like, I don't know how I do it either, man. I don't, (laughs) it pays the bills, man. That's, (laughs) I try not to think about it, but some days, ooh, buddy, today was one of those days.
0: I bet. You're like the guy from Office Space, you know, because engineers are not good at talking to customers.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, but I'm very good at talking to customers.
0: That's what I'm saying, you're that guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly what you said.
0: And me, I'm the engineer.
1: You're the engineer, exactly. So it's probably your fault why all these people yell at me.
0: Yeah, probably is. We always feel terrible about it, but it happens. That's the modern uh, economy these days. You, You push stuff out the door.
1: Yeah, it all rolls downhill. It does. Except for I'm one of those guys that's like, oh, this shit ain't rolling past me. I'm <laughs> like, That's I don't cool. let it roll roll past me because, like, I like that my people like me and mm. like working for me. And I don't know, man. It is crazy. Like, I just couldn't... A lot of the crap I deal with is so that they don't have to because I I feel bad for myself. I would feel really bad if I had to watch them go through it.
0: <sighs> so. No, th- th- i think that's very cool of you very very cool i've been pretty lucky because a lot of times when customers are like i want to talk to an engineer and they actually get me on the phone mm-hmm. they usually kind of pucker up and they're usually a lot more calm when i get on the phone with them but at the same time my bosses have always been real freaked out when that happens because they know my personality <laughs> and i would have no problem telling the customer to go f themselves if i didn't like the way they're talking to me so it's kind of been like a balancing act
1: See, but, okay, so but the, there's a little bit of a difference, though. You are very educated technical-wise in regards to the products in which you support, right? That's why you're an engineer.
0: Me, the products that I, that I created, not support. Or
1: the products that you created, which makes it even worse because it's like, hey, man, I can't stand tires. They're stupid. Who created stupid tires? And you go to the guy that created tires, and you're, like, trying to argue with that guy. About his creation. It's like he created it. How are you going to tell him how his stuff works? Anyway, but I'm not that guy. I don't create any of it. All I am is the buffer to tell the customer, it'll all be okay, man. Chill Mm -hmm. out, dude. We're going to get you taken care of, bro. Like all that shit without saying those words is my job. Every single day. And it's like, I, I want to talk to the person. It's gonna come out here and fix this. I want to talk to this person. I want to talk to the owner of the company. And I feel. I, sometimes I feel like, saying, man, he's never gonna to talk to you. You're gonna get some guy that's not him that's gonna to pretend to be him just so you feel better about yourself. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes.
0: And, and that I was the crazy you. crazy thing about our company. Since we were a small company that I worked for. Uh, a lot of these guys that started demanding Mm -hmm. talking to vps and installers and even presidents and ceos sometimes they actually got it it was crazy
1: yeah yeah and like our our ceo right if you send something to him supposedly it goes to a secretary or it goes to a team of secretaries more than likely and then they filter it back down to the individuals at the regions and whatnot so it's like you don't get that guy like uh, that guy's got like a million other things that he's doing and stuff so it's like you're not going to do that so it's definitely a big time corporation versus smaller company like you guys get you know the only time somebody's getting to our ceo is if they catch him at the golf course or on at a at a gala or something like that and they're like hey man so my uh, my <laughs> stuff hasn't been working at home. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> oh, people are funny nowadays. I love that's it. the thing, though.
0: I want to CEOs. CEO. I, all they do is work, go to golf courses, galas, and that's it. Maybe they sleep a couple hours, but that's all they do.
1: I don't know if do they sleep. I think I think that's I, I think that's debatable, man.
0: You got a point. You definitely got a point. Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if they're allowed to sleep. Maybe they're not real. Maybe they're robots.
0: Mm. They, have, they have really petty moments, though, from what, what I've seen.
1: That's true. <laughs> that's when they allow the human out of the box.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, when, that's when the guy controlling them takes a smoke break. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, damn it, Bill, you had one job. Don't mess it up.
0: Uh, and that's what happens. And w- when they get involved, uh, you don't really get interaction for them. You just get uh, pressure that gets pushed downhill to make this person happy.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. Even if the person doesn't deserve to be happy, right? Which which happens sometimes frequently. That what, customers what, al- always right. Mm. Uh, I don't know if I. Uh, yeah.
0: Maybe the last not. product I was involved with, uh, that product was primar- primarily bought by retired men, so sixty-five-year-old plus men. Oh my God! They would call us for the just to talk because they're lonely, and <laughs> oh, they complained so much to our tech support people. It was horrible.
1: <laughs> oh, elderly people are awesome,
0: and some they- of them some of them were were retired engineers and then they, and they would want to talk to an engineer and then, and then they'd be like, yeah, so I went through your design and I reverse engineered the schematic. And I think there's some problems with with your design. I'd be like, okay, so what do you got? And some of these guys are sharp. I'm like, yep, that's correct. That is a mistake in the design. That was crazy stuff. I've never had a customer reverse engineer uh, a schematic design before.
1: Uh, So, so when they do that, do they then turn around and say, so are you going to fix it? And you're like, no, why would I do dem- that?
0: They, they demand, the the last time this happened, they demanded we fix it ASAP and issue a recall on everything that we had sold up, up to that point, which that product was out in the field for five years. We're like, yeah, we'll look at it. And then he uh, posted in the forums right away about what's going on and they're not doing a recall and they're not being a good business and... Uh, <laughs> it was a tough situation
1: oh. oh yes i love when they go to the message boards and the social medias and the twitters and oh all those people hmm yep
0: i the love the worst them. part was these guys use the message boards that we set up for them
1: oops uh oh man yeah. i don't know how that message board came unplugged
0: mm. yeah how did this delete this user get deleted i have no mm. idea
1: server error what we'll look right into that
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh, good times
1: so how how's how's the week going so far derek
0: week's going okay not the weather's been pretty nice and um it's been pretty quiet how about you, you saw, well you've uh, talked about your week
1: uh yeah i already talked about my well i talked about my day what more do yeah. you want from me, man? I gave you an insight into my day, a glimpse. A glimpse. We
0: appreciate it.
1: Oh, you sh- you should. I but thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time, I'm charging.
0: <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs>
1: uh, I heard you saw a, you saw a movie yesterday. Did you not?
0: I did. I, I went with your kids to see uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom.
1: I have been waiting for you to see this movie and now i'm kind of scared because i think you're going to crap all over my dinosaurs and i'm going to be like shut it Derek! i don't want your opinion anymore
0: uh no the opposite uh walking out of that theater i'm like oh my god i think this is my favorite jurassic movie i've seen
1: yeah baby that's what i'm talking about
0: i love the fact they gave me something i didn't expect there are so many parts of this movie that it's like a horror film it's shot like a horror film and I'm like, oh, I didn't know I wanted this, but I wanted this. I love that aspect of the movie.
1: Yes. Oh, man, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I just, part of the stuff I loved about it, I had read that people didn't like about it in regards to the way that it was shot and, you know, where the franchise seems to be going based on what happened. So uh I'm glad to hear that you said that because, like, those things were, huge for me when i saw it so what did you think uh let's go down the list just a little bit what did you think of the Indoraptor?
0: so kind of back to our previous (laughs) conversation i do think the Indoraptor was a hat on a hat i thought the the story did not need that whatsoever
1: okay
0: and i saw it i'm like okay horrifying dinosaur yeah okay
1: okay fair enough
0: So, so yeah i thought that was a little weak um you know why was it? Why did they have to use an Indoraptor? It could have been any of the other um, nasty dinosaurs that they already had.
1: Okay, so you're saying they didn't have to go down the road of genetic modification
0: for the plot of the story? I don't think so. There was already a lot of plots going on at once, and uh, the fact that they had to have this new, you know, weaponized uh, dinosaur, which they already had, weaponized dinosaurs with Blue and the other Raptors. So I didn't. I didn't think it was really needed. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Fair enough. But he looked cool though, man. No, I thought he was, uh, cool. Hmm. So, you know, it, it's hard for me because it, it, he did look cool that the shape of his mouth, I know ne- I've never seen a dinosaur with a sh- with that kind of mouth shape before. And that was wh- horror film. That was horrifying. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like all the carnivore dinosaurs that I, we see in, in the movies, are they're all pretty horrific. So yeah. for me, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't even know the name of the dinosaur. What's the dinosaur that looks kind of like the T-Rex, but it's got the horns on top? Uh,
1: it's Karna. I, I, I keep wanting to say Carnivosaurus, but it's, it's something along that line. But I know it's Karna something, and then there's I mean, Sorus at the end.
0: I mean, that <laughs> so. thing, that thing. I mean, it's a devil dinosaur. I think that would have been as good of an a evil dinosaur as any one of them.
1: Yeah, I so so what you're saying is dinosaurs are big and bad enough that you don't need to mess with
0: them. I think so. Uh especially yeah. for the plot. I just I didn't think it was needed. I mean, it's kind of an addition. It was it was neat, but eh, I I I didn't think that, that that was that needed. I didn't dislike it. It just didn't really add much to the movie for me.
1: Okay. So what about the big drop of the little girl?
0: I was pretty eh, about it. Um okay. I, I, I felt like the way it was done, it didn't have as big of an impact as the filmmakers probably wanted it to be. I'm like, okay, she's a clown. And it and again, it didn't really... Eh, it didn't move the storyline that much, in my opinion. What do you think?
1: Uh, well, I thought it was... First of all, I thought it was neat that it gave the, the story of why this guy and John Hammond, the original creator of the park, why this guy, they had the falling out. It's because he lost his daughter... And he decided to make a clone of his daughter. I thought that was a neat story, but I think they could have like broke that earlier in the movie and then kind of dealt with it as the movie went along. You know what I mean? Instead of that's
0: an excellent point.
1: Instead of he die, like he dies and then she finds out and it's like, but it was almost kind of throwaway at that point because you had this other stuff going on in regards to the auction and what, what have you. So I think it kind of got lost. And if they would have did it earlier in the like if like let's say the bad guy right who worked for her grandfather or father or whatever um, um if he would have told the, the 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 nanny or whatever if he would have said something to her or he would have said something to uh the one guy that came up I, toby something or other who was you know from Captain America and all that other stuff. Like, if he would have told somebody like that and she would have overheard it or something, I think that would have been a better dramatic thing earlier to where she's having to deal with it uh, longer in the movie. And it could have been a really good side plot instead of just this little kid running around in this house um, while her grandpa is obviously dying and then did die. So I, that's how I would have done it that way. I thought the idea of it, though, and that was the reason for their falling out, I like that.
0: I think that's a great point. Uh, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, they, they dropped that information in the middle of like a third act action sequence, which yes. who cares? We're all, all up on the action at that point in time.
1: Absolutely. There's no time, there's no time to get emotional about it and everything like that at that point. So what are, what are a couple of things that made you really like the movie?
0: Uh, so th- definitely the, the horror aspect of the film I I loved. I mean th- that opening sequence I was like oh my god they've never taken it that far before and I, that just blew me away. That was um, so badass, so badass. It's also the goriest one I think. I mean I mean in, in this one we did see um, a person's arm get bit off and then swallowed. And we class. I don't think we've, we've I don't think we ever saw anything like that before and any, anything in close. Usually it's the cameras go away when people get eaten.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When he climbed in that cage, I'm like, Ooh, this is going to be good.
0: <laughs> or, or towards the end where, where, where the, the, uh, the T-Rex uh, eats the guy and then the other dinosaur comes up and steals it out of his mouth. And then the, the T-Rex tries to grab it back. I'm like, Oh God, this is great. This is great. <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Yes, the T-Rex sir. is
0: like, you asshole. That was mine. That was Give my food. So yeah. that was good. Character de- uh, development was pretty light in this one. Uh, yeah, you, your son pointed that out, and I, I agree with him. You didn't really care about the characters as much. I think Chris Chris Pratt's uh, Chris Pratt's character you cared about from the videos of him with Blue and kind of really gave the guy a heart. But everyone else was kind of meh. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude's a bonafide like superstar at this point in his career, right? So. Yeah. And I mean, action star in that as well. So, um, yeah, character development, I'm like, eh, whatever, you know, but I don't, I don't necessarily know that you go to these movies for character development, do you?
0: I agree with you. I was, I was happy with the movie as is, but it felt like it was missing. Um, cause, cause towards, towards the the last three sequences, it's like, you know, I don't really care about this little girl. Um I don't really care about this nerdy IT guy. Uh <laughs> and and now, and now the the female lead you, you know she's her whole role in this up in this movie is, is is redemption. And that's why she started this organization trying to save the dinosaurs and she's trying to redeem herself. But it seems like they need to take that just a little step further.
1: Yeah, um so let me ask you something. You, in the first Jurassic World Jake Johnson, the actor, is in it. He's the guy in the uh, the control room with the dinosaurs on the show. And he's got the Jurassic Park t-shirt on. You know who I'm talking about?
0: Yes. I, I was thinking about him.
1: Like, why couldn't he have been the IT guy?
0: I was, that was my exact thought as well. I, I wish they would have brought him back. He would have been a lot funnier.
1: Yeah, he would have been a lot funnier. have been a lot lighthearted. Plus, it would have been hilarious to see him, like, scream and run like a little girl. But yes. not to say that there's anything wrong with old girls, you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, but yeah, that would have been really hilarious, I think. Absolutely. Um. So I got to ask you. They're, they're trying to save. they're attempting to save the dinosaurs and they're leaving on the boat and the fire engulfs that one dinosaur. Did you did you squirt a tear?
0: I've got a great story for this but okay, I, I, I wanted to tell this to you so bad yesterday. I'm like, nope, I got to save it.
1: Okay, go ahead. Yeah, So right. the,
0: so they're pulling away from the dock. The Brachiosaurus is is there on the dock and I, I'm looking at it. I'm like, Oh no. And then I look, and then your daughter's sitting next to me and I look over at her and she's expressionless. I'm like, she's not, she's, this isn't tugging on her heartstrings like it is mine. So then it goes on and then like the, And then the, the Brachiosaurus starts kind of like, Mm, like moaning, <laughs> so I let I let out like an audible like. Oh. I look over at your daughter. Nothing, not a thing.
1: Oh man,
0: I couldn't I couldn't let this happen. So I lean over to your daughter and I go, and this is how Littlefoot dies.
1: <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> Littlefoot dies. What did she say?
0: She looks at me square in the eyes and she goes, Jesus, Derek. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was so proud of myself for coming up with that right then, right then and there.
1: Oh, and you know, that's funny is because um, our godson loves those Land Before Time movies mm-hmm so they've all seen like those like there's like 37 of them probably not that many but there's a lot of them now mm, right so she she knows who littlefoot is which yep. makes it even better because yep. she would have been like little who if she didn't know but she knew so that's awesome
0: oh and, and you know what you're part you. you're part of that story because i i've re-watched the original land before time in the, in the last year or two and the reason why I've, I've done that is because you gave me the digital code you guys weren't using for it, and I downloaded it. Oh, really? So, so I know. So I knew that she knew that character.
1: Ah, good. Very good, sir. <laughs> That's cool. That's a good pull, right? Oh, right off the hip, man. Very good job.
0: Thank you. And I loved her reaction. She's never said that to me before. It was hilarious. Oh man, that is
1: that is great. But on the flip side, I'm like, and hey, my kids are so desensitized. They didn't they didn't feel bad for that for that dinosaur at all. I know. Well, as soon as you said it was Littlefoot, she's like, "Fucking Littlefoot, man! <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Not Littlefoot. <laughs> oh man."
0: As it's standing on its, on its hind legs, trying to get its head out like above the smoke.
1: I'm yeah. Like,
0: oh. Yeah. it was sad. Yeah. Very so, well done.
1: So you enjoyed the movie though. I'm, I'm glad did.
0: to hear it. I did. Where do
1: you think they go next?
0: Um. Uh, well, it looks like they're, they're going towards making this, um, well, they're trying to make the blue offspring, um, endo raptor, right?
1: Uh, the endoraptor died,
0: right? But but the scientist, what he really wants is a sample of blue's blood to make a new endoraptor based off blue's genetic material so it, it'll be sympathetic, like blue. Yes, blue's, blue's running around free, so I think the, thir- the third one would be about that.
1: Mm. Th- so, them trying to hunt blue down is that what you think?
0: Yeah, you. I almost think the opening of the movie they, they have blue and this is actually going to be, um, them up against this new Indoraptor.
1: Interesting. That's an interesting perspective. Or maybe it turns into a, uh, got to save blue thing. Like they're, they got to break in and save blue because, you know, he's captured.
0: Maybe that, that was kind of the plot of this movie already though.
1: Yeah, that uh, is think, true.
0: I don't think they repeated that closely.
1: Okay, so what about? I am seriously curious about these dinosaurs that already left on the trucks. You know, because before the the whole thing went to crap, there were already dinosaurs that were sold, and they were already on the trucks leaving, right?
0: uh were there?
1: I believe there were. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, and nonetheless, it looks like all almost all of them escaped. And now we have dinosaurs running free in the US.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How does that work?
0: And Goldbeam's th- like, Told ya. You know.
1: I I think it's do you find it interesting at all that the T Rex all of a sudden has this like emotional connection to them? Because he that's there's been more than one occasion where that T Rex should have just ate them. And I'm talking about uh, uh, Chris Pratt's character and uh, Bryce uh, Drew Howard, Howard Drew, yeah, whatever. Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, like, he could have ate them, but he just kind of looks at them and then goes the other way.
0: Yeah, I, I you know, like when they did in the Jurassic World... Um You know, I love that T-Rex character where it's sympathetic towards the humans. And uh, actually, this entire movie, I was kind of like checking out the scars on on the T-Rex in this movie. I'm wondering, is that the same one? I wonder if that's the same one.
1: It's it's, so, um, trivia. Uh, It is actually the same one from the original Jurassic Park movie. That's supposed to be the same T-Rex throughout this entire time. Really? Yeah. That's why if you rewatch Jurassic World and at the very end of Jurassic World, he's standing up on this hill and he roars, or she. Uh, but the scars are there, right? Already, already, and that's from the original Jurassic World.
0: Okay, I could buy that. You know, I, I was thinking that at the same time, like, you know, in, in the movies where they do show the fight scenes between two dinosaurs, it looks like even the dinosaurs that win always end up getting a little bit jacked up. So based on that, I'm thinking, yeah, that could be any dinosaur.
1: True. True.
0: Oh, by the way, as a kid, my favorite dinosaur was the Triceratops. And we finally got to see a good Triceratops uh, fight scene in this movie. And I was, it was a great dinosaur fight scene, probably the best we've seen so far
1: i agree completely that was awesome that was that yeah i I, like to me like that's the biggest sell i know you got to have humans and stuff but those dinosaurs fighting each other and stuff like that especially in like a more natural type element like that Mm -hmm. that's that's a seller to me
0: but um yeah the next movie i mean is the next movie gonna be um dinosaurs in the u.s and uh some have changed to male and now they're laying eggs all over the U S and there's offspring everywhere. That could be a plot.
1: Could be, could be.
0: Uh, yeah, it, I want- it, it, it could be, we could get, we could get an Indoraptor that kind of has like metal body armor sent out on military missions. Hmm.
1: There's a lot of places it could go. Um, yeah. So, the, so they're bringing back the same guy that made Jurassic world, the first one. Uh, to direct the second one. I mean, the third one, sorry. Okay. Uh, so he helped write the second one, but he was not involved in the the filming. The filming was actually done by a guy who um, he's actually got a horror background. I believe J.A. ponya ponya Pony, Something like that. So... But uh good. I'm glad you liked it. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, I don't I honestly don't have a theory like it, there's so many places that it could go. Um And any one of them, I'm along for the ride. I, I love the dinosaur movies. I think they're awesome. And this one, I agree with you, is either I would say it's probably in my top three, if not my top two of uh the Jurassic Park movies.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's like I, I gotta wait a month and see how much it sticks with me to really decide how high up I'm gonna rate it.
1: Yeah, I almost feel like I gotta watch it again when it comes on Blu-ray and digital to um, to really have an opinion as far as how it ranks over time. I can just see myself watching it multiple times, though.
0: Absolutely, it's it's a fun action movie. That this it moves it moves so much.
1: Yeah, yeah. That time flies. That time flies. Um, So
0: so, I I had a total fan moment in the theater that I I wanted to see something that I knew would never happen, but I still wanted it. What was Uh, that? I'm I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. They have Buffalo Bill in this movie. Oh God. Let him do Buffalo Bill stuff. I want to see this guy skinning dinosaurs and making a suit out of them so he can wear it around.
1: You are a sick man, dude. It's Buffalo Bill, man. Or what if he would have been like, what if he would have just taken lotion and rubbed it on the dinosaur?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: not, as good, the not, not as gory, skin or but it gets would the have been. hose again. <laughs> yes. Not as gory, but you know, a good little tribute there. That would have been funny. Or if he would have been putting the lotion on himself, like he's this hardcore killer that stops to put lotion on his hands because
0: they get chapped or something like that yes yes yeah it's it's buffalo bill (laughs) in a jurassic park movie you got to do something with the dinosaurs and buffalo bill in my opinion by the way i love the fact that in the first 10 minutes of the movie i'm like oh really hippies are going to save the day and finance uh saving the dinosaurs really hippies (laughs) Hippies. and then that backfires right away i'm like okay good corporate interest this makes way more sense to me
1: you know what they should have done with him? They mm. should have had him wear a Buffalo Bills hat.
0: Oh. The NFL,
1: the NFL team Buffalo Bills. That okay. would have been classic if yes. he would have just wore a Buffalo Bills hat.
0: <laughs> yes. So, uh, so that was that. was the fan moment I was dreaming of.
1: Uh, I'm sorry you didn't get that. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I knew it wouldn't happen, but I can dream.
1: Yeah, you can.
0: All right, so we talked a lot about Jurassic World. Uh, I heard you saw Ant Man and the Wasp. What'd you think?
1: Um, I the Ant Man and the Wasp, I thought was a good movie. It's a it's a really good sequel. It's not going to break any records. It's not going to you know make you think or anything like that. It was just a cool, fun little yeah, you know, little Marvel movie. But uh, you know, I guess compared to other. Marvel movies recently you could call it little I I just thought it was good I thought it was just a uh a good continuation and um the characters uh were pretty awesome the I I really like what Marvel is doing with the bad guys uh with Ant-Man and the Wasp Thanos before that Killmonger before that I just I really like what they're doing with the bad guys recently which I know earlier on in the Marvel movies they've kind of, they kind of struggled with the bad guys or gals i guess you can see the villains and um i just i with Man i lost i thought it was a good continuation of what they've been doing recently
0: well, very good so i'm going to pick your brain a little bit more on this how do you okay. think they've they struggle with villains early on compared to now well what's what's the difference to you
1: i just i feel like the villain was just kind of there other than Loki, right? Like, Loki was something that, that kind of developed a little bit over time. And I think it's just like, uh for instance, uh Iron Man 1, the bad guy, I guess you could say was Obadiah Stane. And he was, there was a good story, right? He wasn't like overly the bad guy. He was just like a a, a bad person, so to speak. And then he kind of became the bad guy at the end. But then, uh, Red Skull, right? I think they could have done a lot more with Red Skull than what they did. Uh, the guy that played him, I think, you know, was awesome. Hugo Weaving, Weaving, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, I just think that maybe there could have been more time spent with him. Um, the Thor, the, what was that? That was the Frost Giants from Thor. I just kind of thought that was weak. I thought the, the sequel for uh the dark elf like to me that guy when i saw the previews of thor the dark world i thought that dark elf looked awesome and then when I the movie out. when the movie came out i just it there was just there wasn't enough substance there for me for the bad guys early on in the the marvel universe
0: okay so so so, so you're you're kind of looking more for character development uh, even for, for the bad guys, it sounds like.
1: Even if they're not going to give character development, like, I want to see them on the screen almost as much as I want to see the good guy on the screen. I mean, if that's the villain, tell me why he's the villain. You know, uh, you know, tell me that, like, make me feel like I care about this character, even if it's I care about him just to hate him, but just put him on the screen so that I have reasons to hate him. Like, don't just kind of bring them in every five minutes and you know, they're in and out of the screen so quick. And it's like, Oh, they're bad guy type thing. You know what I mean?
0: I think I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh,
1: plus I thought like, uh, for instance, uh, Vanko and Iron Man two. I just, I, it's like you got Mickey Ward, right? And that backstory, like his dad worked with, uh, Tony's dad and he feels like he stole the tech and everything like that. Like that to me is a really good backstory that would make him want to hate Tony Stark. I just feel like there wasn't enough, like he didn't show it enough. And maybe it's the acting, maybe it's the script. I don't know. I just, I thought bad guys were fairly lacking early on, but I think it's something that nowadays, like uh Killmonger was phenomenal In uh, in Black Panther, I thought Thanos was dude. It was Thanos. Like the that could have fell so short of
0: expectation,
1: and to me, it exceeded my expectations.
0: I agree with Uh, you on that absolutely.
1: And and I think with the ghost in Ant Man and the Wasp, you're just kind of like, I get it. Like I see, I see the intent. I see why and may, maybe it is like I you know you you wanna i don't wanna say you wanna sympathize with them, but you know once you see it you'll you'll kind of understand that, but so I can see in the intent of what they're trying to do um I just another thing I kind of like is there's not just one uh villain, there's some subsequent people on the sides where you kind of question the character and you're like that may be a villain later on that they have to deal with, but they're not going to deal with it right now type thing. So it's kind of planting the seed. And I like that as well.
0: Well, I'm glad you liked it. So how would you compare it on Ant-Man one versus Ant-Man and the Wasp? Uh, Would you say Ant-Man and the Wasp was about the same, uh, better, not as good?
1: I would honestly put them exactly in the same spot, but I I would, let, let me tell you this without, spoiling anything Michael Pena's character in the in the original and then again in the second one that dude is a scene stealer completely when he starts talking and going through stuff there's this scene with truth serum that's all I'm going to tell you in Ant-Man and the Wasp and I was laughing so hard my cheeks were hurting I'm telling you dude (laughs) it was it was it was it was so funny when you get that when that guy gets talking and stuff like that. So, uh, I, yeah, I think they're, I think they're identical and I just, to me, I like that type of movie because he's already been established and you know, like when they all get together, right? The ant man is not going to be the main character in infinity war, civil war, Avengers type stuff. He's just not going to be the main character. um, at least not for the foreseeable future, I don't think. So when you have these movies, it's like they're established, and it's just like, hey, this is what this guy is doing. And then you find out what he was doing during Infinity War, and you're like, that's pretty cool. So it kind of opens it to that a little bit as well.
0: Cool. So comedy-wise, which one would you think is uh, better, or would you say comedy's on like the same level for the two movies?
1: Hmm. That, you know, that's a good question. I, again, I think it's probably maybe the second one's a little bit more funny, maybe, but uh but then again, maybe not. I don't know. I I would I would just say that they're equal. They're equal that okay. way.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. One of the things I really liked about the first Ant Man movie was I thought it was funny. I thought it was one of the funnier uh, Marvel movies. So I was I was curious about that.
1: Yeah i can tell then, you what i can tell you what though um so since the last ant-man movie came out right we've had four ragnarok which to me was absolutely hilarious it's mm-hmm. not it's not that level of funny, but i think it's pretty equal to the first movie
0: okay oh that, that, that's good that's good to hear yeah. uh, last question i have is pace wise Is this like a Marvel sequel where it's way faster and it moves pretty quickly from the beginning compared to the first one? Or is it paced more like the first movie?
1: That's a good, that's a really good question. And I would tell you that, I I would tell you there are parts that make it seem really fast paced, but then it slows itself back down. So it's not like it gets you going, then it slows down. and gets you go. So it's not like fast paced all the way through.
0: Okay, but 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 it picks up quickly in the begin, towards the beginning, then.
1: Yeah, yeah. Without ruining okay. the movie, like I think you probably already know, Paul Rudd's character is you know Scott Lang. He's on house arrest for mm-hmm. his participation in during Civil War. So. uh, one of the one of the of the movie is him doing things and then trying to get back to the house before the FBI gets there so when he's doing that those scenes where he's in the house it kind of slows it down and you have a couple two or three of those where he's like I gotta get back let's slow it down and then this kind of happens and those are probably some of the more funny scenes um so like i said it's it's just a really
0: good balance and it flows really well cool very cool the reason why i think that's gonna be my new question for all movie reviews was because i walked into incredibles 2 with the completely wrong preconception in my mind and i think that kind of um soured the experience for me a little bit so that's why i'm kind of curious about paces of film of sequels now specifically sequels
1: oh so you thought incredibles 2 was just going to be like Boom, 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 everything go right exactly. Okay. Well, I can see why you think that because it's like throughout history, when we look at movies and we look at sequels, you know, it's not, it's not care. It's, it's really not a whole lot of character development. It's, you know, it's a lot more of just they hit you in the face and they keep hitting you in the face till the movie's over. That was one of the things when, uh, not to go off on a tangent, but. When I saw Mad Max: Fury Road, like by the time that opening sequence was over, like I literally looked down and my hands were like grabbing the the armrest on on the chairs because that was so much action and so fast paced for the first what fifteen twenty minutes of that movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that really kind of throws you in, doesn't it? That they, they assume. You know, we've seen the Mad Max movies before, so we know the characters. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and for that movie, it worked. I think it worked perfectly. For some other movies, though, uh, I don't know if it necessarily works that same way. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, but I, I think I want to I, rewatch that movie now.
1: What What's that Fury Road? Yeah. I, I tell you what, I, if I'm being honest with you, I was not a fan of the original Mad Max movie. I didn't, I didn't dislike them. I just thought they were okay movies and Fury road though. I love Fury road. Like that movie blew me away. How good it was that. And I'm like, all they're doing, they're just on a road, man. Like it's not a whole lot of anywhere else other than them being on that road. And I just thought that was phenomenal.
0: Yeah. I I grew up watching, um, Road Warrior and um, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome over and over and over. So those were kind of staples for my childhood. And then this version, I thought they did a darn good job. Wasn't really a Mad Max movie. I think I think no. Charlize Theron uh, character was the star of the movie, but I loved it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, and I kind of I think that was probably one of the things I liked about that movie was the fact that it wasn't just him; it was her too. And you know the reasoning and this, that, and the other thing. So.
0: Very cool. Well, I can't wait to talk to see Ant Man the Wasp, so we can uh, have a good conversation about it. But I figured opening week, it's nice to kind of do it non spoiler for uh, anyone that's listening at home. So this yeah. is a good way of doing it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I look forward to you know once you see it, you getting your opinion, getting your opinion on the movie. Yeah, so now, I'm looking forward to it. Just, now we just have to wait uh, after you see it. You know, then we'll just have to wait for Captain Marvel, which is until February. So.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, I she, she's one of those that I'm not a fan of at all from the comics. But there's been many a movie where I wasn't a fan of the comics but I love the movies. So, we shall see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, it, um I don't know anything about the character, but I trust Marvel right now. So, um that makes me want to see it and just see how it ties in and everything like that. And plus, you know, I know that Sam Jackson is going to be back as Nick Fury. So
0: uh, young Sam Jackson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, let me just throw this out there. The way that they do that with, to de age people, so to speak is so freaking cool, man. They did it in Ant-Man and the Wasp with Michael Douglas and with Lawrence Fishburne. Very cool.
0: Yeah, from from my opinion, I think it 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 depends on the age of the person they're de-aging. Okay. Uh did did you see the Super Bowl commercial with uh Stephen Tyler? Did you see that?
1: Yeah, that's where he's like driving around the track backwards, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did see
0: that. He he that that is not how he looked when he was younger.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I I I think I kind of you know how the person looks today. You know, if they really have gone over that, like that that barrier where they've really kind of like you know sixties where they really aged and their face shapes almost changed. I don't think it works then, but uh, for a lot, a lot of the other stuff where that that, that they age, I think it works really well.
1: Well, I w- I was kind of reading about it, and one of the things that that I read is specifically uh, in Ant Man and the Wasp, Lawrence Fishburne's son. Actually, played Lawrence a young Lawrence Fishburne. They just did the de aging in the face and used Lawrence face, Fishburne's face on his son's body.
0: Interesting. Have we yeah. seen him in anything else, or is that like a new? Is that a new um, um, career for him?
1: I, I think it's newer. I, I really don't know, uh, but it didn't mention anything else in the article. So,
0: okay. Well, sounds uh, good.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you'll have to check it out and tell me what you think.
0: I definitely will. I know I will. I I promised your kids I'd take them to see it. I think.
1: Oh yeah, this is like my kids are like and I are movie going buddies.
0: I know. <laughs> you know, I I, t- I told your son uh, early in the summer. I'm like, hey, I don't have much going on. If you want to see a movie, give me a call and we'll go see a movie together so i've been tra- I've been trying to you know make time to hang out with those guys and uh, see movies with them
1: yeah i think I think that's cool like you know my oldest obviously he's been out of the out of the loop for a while for traveling and everything like that, but I think uh things are really gonna start getting into back to where they're supposed to be he's gonna be going I think he went and got his physical today, so he'll probably start going back to football. Maybe tomorrow, Monday at the latest. So he'll be doing that. And, uh, looks like he's going to get his job back at the movie theater relatively quick. So, um, mm-hmm. he'll get, he'll get back to that stuff, which I know he'll enjoy. So
0: yeah, he's going to be busy. Yeah. He, he, he has been busy. It's, a, it's a busy summer for him.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. And now it's like they have, I think five weeks of summer vacation left. like, Wow, it's already half over.
0: Wow, yeah, it's flying by, isn't it, man? We're getting old.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's the truth. That's the truth. You'll be, <laughs> you'll be what, forty-six this year, this month.
0: Oh, you're fun. You're funny. You're real funny.
1: <laughs> uh, Listen here, yeah, well. Sonny.
0: Don't make me slap <laughs> you across the face.
1: Uh, my apologies. I should respect my elders.
0: You know, <laughs> I, I had a back in my day moment like a month ago and i'm like oh my god i can't believe i'm doing this
1: i love those moments please do tell me because i think those moments are hilarious
0: i i i was at the the hot dog place in town you know getting the hot dog special and uh and they, they ring it up and i think it was like eight bucks or something like that and i'm like wow for a hot and, and dog can, well it's a uh, two hot dogs and a on a bed of fries with a drink
1: so when you say it's two hot dogs on a bed of fries, then they just like take the weenie out of the grill and toss it on fries and say, "Here you go, buddy"?
0: Well, they put some uh, mustard on it too. Yeah, smart ass.
1: So they don't. Well, I guess my question is, they don't use a bun. Sorry.
0: Yes, they use a bun. It's two hot dogs in buns with toppings.
1: Okay. On well a bed you said of fries. On a bed of fries, and I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those weird things, like how people eat hot dogs and macaroni and cheese.
0: I've never heard of that. Oh, oh, hot dogs and macaroni and cheese? Yeah. Oh yeah, I grew up on that. Yeah. But no, it, it's it's the uh it's a Tommy's. You ever been to Tommy's?
1: Can't say that I have.
0: Yeah, the, in the area, the, they've got three or four locations and they're known and they've got, you know, really good uh, you know, red hots. What's a red That's hot? They, it's what they call a hot dog.
1: So it's just a hot dog though?
0: in a bun with toppings yes no
1: <laughs> see you thought i was trying to be a smart ass but i wasn't what i meant was like i can
0: never tell with you <laughs> you're just Make one of those guys
1: yep exactly um what i meant was like when they call it red hot it's like spicy or anything like that because when you tell me red hot i'm thinking like frank's red hot i put that shit on everything frank's red hot you know what i mean
0: yeah, every place I've, I've heard them call their hot dogs Red Hots, it's, all, it's always been uh, Vienna Beef Hot Dogs. So I don't know if that has something to do with it or not.
1: Could be. that Maybe that's what it is, the Vienna Beef Hot Dogs, which I never really knew was a thing until I moved to Chicago. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. Because coming from Indianapolis, like we don't really have stuff, like staples where it's like everybody eats this type thing. I came to Chicago and it's like there's portillos, there's beef, uh um what do they call that? Beef, uh I keep wanna say Italian dry beef, beef, cheesy beef. Yeah, Italian beef. There there's the hot dog obsession and um Choli. Like those are like Chicago area staples and it's it's mind boggling to me like everybody in Chicago loves that stuff or Chicago land, and I'm like Coming from where I come from, there's, there was none of that. Uh, there were no staples. The only staple we had in Indianapolis is the Indy 500. It has nothing to do with food, but that's the only thing we had. So, um, it, it's, it's, it's been interesting to me that, you know, I, everybody I talk to loves Italian. Food. Everybody I talk to loves Mostacholi. and beef hot dogs. I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought they were all just made out of like pig lips and everything like that. <laughs> So, yeah, it's interesting to me how uh, places have their food staples.
0: Did you ever read The Jungle?
1: I've read The Jungle book. No, I didn't. I saw the movie. Uh, So, no, probably not.
0: Are are you familiar with it? No. It's a a story about the horrible condition for Polish immigrants in the meatpacking yards uh, back in the day. I think this is turn of the century.
1: This sounds depressing, Derek. Are you going to? Oh, it is.
0: Me? It yeah. It, it, it's all about you know uh, you know hands and fingers and arms getting cut off and getting ground into sausage and just horrible work conditions and how tough it was for uh, Im- for Polish immigrants coming over here to Chicago land. It, it's uh, it's considered one of like the best uh, U.S. novels.
1: Really? No, I've never yeah. heard
0: of it. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, what's the term i'm looking for i don't want to say classic but uh yeah no it, it's one of those that you know like it's on a lot of uh, the top 100 books to read list is the jungle
1: so do they call it the jungle because of those conditions or you know that there was no like panthers on the prowl or anything it was just the conditions
0: yeah just yeah. the conditions
1: okay I just want uh, i, I wanted to make sure you weren't going to throw something out there and be like, yeah, we had this huge panther and snake problem, too.
0: <laughs> out here, we just got cougars. Cougars everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, you should see when you go to the high school football games.
0: Oh, I go to them.
1: Uh, yeah, that's true. You do.
0: <laughs> my hands on my wall the entire time. <laughs>
1: Uh, The cougars. It's funny. I love that term. (sighs) That's an interesting Where? How how did that term originate? I don't know. It's
0: weird. Yeah, my dad was complaining about this because he said originally the term cougar back in his day, back in his day, he was telling back in his day stories, uh, a cougar meant a wealthy older woman. And that's kind of evolved into just being a attractive older woman.
1: Is it an attractive older woman? Like, I don't know the definition. Or is it just an older woman that wants a younger male?
0: Mm, you could be right. I think that is the more the way it is used today.
1: So no longer does she have to be attractive or have money?
0: Just on the prowl, yeah.
1: <laughs> just on the prowl.
0: Big cat on the prowl.
1: <laughs> They're not all big, Derek.
0: <laughs> They're catty, though
1: uh yeah from my experience
0: the ones i've met um so i I I love the fact now that i've got all this silver in my facial hair that i'm now officially a silver fox which sounds so much better than a cougar
1: what does that mean what is a silver fox
0: silver fox is a man who's um older's got some money and is a bachelor
1: oh hmm okay very well that's the first time i've heard that term
0: not that common i'm I'm trying to bring it back though
1: (laughs) yeah you're gonna get to put on a (laughs) t-shirt
0: no i'm gonna get a smoking jacket that says it
1: a smoking jacket yes some fuzzy slippers with silver fox heads on them
0: yes that's my style
1: (laughs) with a pipe
0: (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Either either that, or, or one of those like c- cigarette extenders, like the the long like filter.
1: Oh no, not the cigarette extenders. <laughs> uh, you, you should invent that the e e-ci- the e cigarette, uh, but it's the it's got the extender already built into it. Like you Ooh. just screw, you just screw it onto the end of it,
0: mm-hmm, and it's an mm-hmm. e
1: cigarette. There you go.
0: Hmm. I'll keep that in mind.
1: Yeah. Uh, Talk yeah, man, right. I, I love the, uh, back in my day stuff. Cause people, you know, people remember things the way that they need to. So, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's always funny to me. And as we get older, the back in my day, like it just automatically comes in your head. You like fight it when you're young. You're like, no way. I'm not going to be like that. And then all of a sudden you're like, like you said, you're at the hot dog place and you're like, I'm getting old, man. What? What do I mean? Back in my day, what, where the hell did this come from?
0: And this kid, and this kid was like amazed by the stories. I'm like, back in my day, this hot dog special used to be three fifty. And he's like, whoa, really? I'm like, yep. Gasoline used to cost a dollar a gallon. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Those were the days.
0: Yes, they were. <laughs>
1: Uh yeah man. and you know phones cordless phones they lost reception in the front yard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or god dial up internet. We had dial up internet for the longest time at my parents house where oh, yeah. you can't use the phone cuz someone was online.
1: Someone was on you pick it up. Exactly. They had that noise Oh man, that that was, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I remember like, um, so how far back do you remember the internet like being a big thing?
0: The first time I was able to, to really, really use the internet was when I started going to community college in 97 and in the library, they had a high speed internet connection and I was just like wow, I spent hours in there in that library just um going to different websites.
1: Surfing porn in the library. Mm-hmm.
0: No, you know what? I was a big fan of Roadrunner Records, like every artist that I listened to um Roadrunner Records had them uh signed and me, me. and and their website was like really like a graphic uh heavy website with a lot of audio that you could you could stream audio, which I'd never done that before. And I just I thought it was amazing. Finally being able to go to the website because I've always heard about it, but I could never do it.
1: Interesting. So when did you get internet in your home?
0: Um my dad did the message board thing when we were pretty young. Like uh, like junior high. He, we, we had like a, a 2.4k modem on a computer. Yeah. And we were we were able to do message boards, but those were pretty useless back then. And the home I think we started off with net zero, and we had that mm, around that time, ninety-seven, ninety-nine, somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, I remember in middle school in the library at the middle school they had Prodigy. You remember Prodigy? I do. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember we used to go. Like my my earliest memories of the the internet were when March Madness happened. I think it was my eighth grade year, seventh or eighth. Yeah. Eighth grade year. We were, uh, um, we were all huddled around this screen, keep refreshing for the basketball scores for March Madness. So a bunch of eighth grade boys, just probably 30 of us just huddled around this one computer because it was the only one that you could, you know, get the internet access through Prodigy. Uh, it was funny.
0: That reminds me when I was a kid, where every I think it was what every Wednesday and Thursday, USA Today came out with the the baseball stats, and we were in, we all did fantasy baseball together. So we would all buy the newspapers on Wednesday and Thursday.
1: So you did fantasy baseball online, or did you no.
0: do... pen and paper?
1: How did that work?
0: Uh, USA Today would come out. Uh, I, I think it was like National League every Wednesday and American League every uh, Thursday. And then you would go through the paper, and then you go through everyone's um, players that they had in their team, and then figure out home runs, uh, batting averages, and all that was all published as stats in the paper every week.
1: So your parents are like probably thinking, "Oh, I'm so proud of my boys. They're reading the paper, and all you guys are is reading is like a short column at the very end of the sports page."
0: Well, it it was every it was every player in national. and in, in the uh like uh, i think in the and the, mlb so it was several pages but yeah
1: oh they used to do oh man so it wasn't like just the top five or top ten in each category it was everybody and all their stats
0: exactly everyone all the stats all the pitching stats everything was in there that, that you get online today
1: wow that's pretty interesting that you had to, that was that took some dedication for you guys.
0: We were into it. it. But it was one of those things that most seasons, like our fantasy leagues would fall apart like half of way to three quarters of the way through the season. Uh because it was a lot of work.
1: Yeah. You get like really hyped up for the beginning of the season and everybody's got their team and then by like week six everybody's like, I don't care.
0: <laughs> I yeah, got other things t- to do. <clears throat> Yeah, towards summertime, uh people start selling their, their team members off for cash. And um you know, I remember like buying uh, like Barry Bonds for ten bucks from a friend. You know, stuff like that.
1: Dude, that's like some serious hustle you guys had going on. Like I got I got Bonds, who wants bonds? He's all juiced up and ready to go.
0: <laughs> no, this was this was pre-Juice. This was when he was a 40-40 guy every year where he'd hit 40 home runs and steal at least 40 bases. He was incredible for a team.
1: Yeah, especially uh once prior to San Francisco and when he first got to San Francisco, that was that was him and then all of a sudden he just became the power guy.
0: Yeah. And, or I remember I had Andre Dawson the last year that he played and that man had no knees but was still batting like 318. He was doing fantastic that last year.
1: Yeah. He he was an anom- anomaly as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man, uh the um, <laughs> that's pretty cool that you guys did that. Um pretty dedicated to the to the baseball thing there.
0: The famous And we, baseball and thing. we gambled nonstop. Uh we we all played poker together and we would play poker for baseball cards.
1: Wow, you guys are a bunch of addicts,
0: man. <laughs> that was our thing on the weekends. So how we all many of those guys
1: are successful nowadays? Um, hey, you know, Billy, he's divorced and been in and out of jail thirty-seven times.
0: <laughs> I, I, you know, out of all those guys I grew up with, I, I only still talk to one of them, and uh, he's doing pretty good. He, he, he's the one that put the roof on my house a couple of years ago.
1: Oh! Did you pay him in baseball cards?
0: I did not. <laughs> I paid him with insurance money. Uh,
1: well, baseball cards would have been convenient.
0: I still but got my collection.
1: For every shingle, you owe me, Nolan Ryan.
0: <laughs> I got my Nolan Ryan's. I got my. I got a bunch of Jerry Rices. I got a bunch of Frank Thomas.
1: Yeah, Jerry Rice was a freaking man, dude. Oh, my gosh.
0: Dave Justice. I had a bunch of his cards.
1: Oh, yeah, Dave Justice.
0: Yeah. I still have a
1: Brett Favre rookie card in my uh, belongings that uh, is in a case. One of these days I might break it out and give it to somebody or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's weird. They're, They're not worth any money anymore. Yeah, um, I know. There's just not a big market for it. Kids don't really care about them. So I, I've got these sitting around my house. I'm like, eh, eventually I'll do something with them.
1: <laughs> it's funny. So we went to this place, um, my son and I were, uh, you know, do a local shout out. It's called, it's called baseline cards. It's in Schaumburg. and it's on Wise Road. Uh, where that is really, I don't do. I think it's off of Urban Park. But uh so they sell pop figures, you know, we've kind of discussed the pop thing a little bit before. But we go in there because I wanted once my son got back from overseas, I wanted to show him where I was at because I knew he was going to be bugging me about it. So because I had told him about it and uh we go in there and the guys in the back and the doors locked. I'm just like kind of I'm like showing him through the window. So this is where their pop section is and then they got baseball cards and stuff like that. And, uh, the guy comes out and he goes, did you try the door? And he's like hollering through the window at me. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's locked. And he was like, oh, my bad. I went to the bathroom. I forgot to unlock it. But then he opens the door and he was like, are you here for cards or are you here for pops? And I'm like, we're here to look at the pops. And he goes, ah, they're over there. <laughs> and he goes and sits down.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the previous time I had been in there, it was him and a bunch of other, uh, guys, middle-aged guys, right? And they were opening baseball packs and talking about the, you know, the players and the cards and everything like that. And I was like, it took me back because I felt like, oh, back in my day, right? We used to go yep. into the card shop and, you know, sit there for, man, we would sit there for a couple hours talking about cards and players and, you know, hey, I opened this pack and I got this guy. And I opened this pack and I got this guy. And I remember the first time that uh I was a huge Joe Montana fan. And I remember I got a, pro set guy McIntyre who was a guard for the San Francisco 49ers but Joe Montana was standing behind him and I was like yeah Joe Montana's on this card <laughs> Woo-hoo. and the guy was like it's a guy McIntyre card I said I don't care but Joe Montana's standing right there <laughs> that's all I need
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I even remember when, when upper deck first came out and we're like oh my god these are the greatest cards ever
1: oh they were so nice and shiny and
0: yeah far oh, yeah yeah
1: Oh yeah, the friggin' upper decks were so. They started as baseball, I believe, and then they went over to to basketball and
0: football, and hockey, and hockey. Yeah,
1: I, yeah. I, I remember I had some hockey cards, a little bit of hockey cards, not too many though. Mostly basketball and uh, football was what I collected.
0: <laughs> yeah, me. I think. Hmm. The, the two I collected most were football and, ba- and baseball. I had some basketball and some hockey.
1: Yeah, well, I was from Indiana. Basketball is life. life that makes life. sense. No, yeah.
0: so, there's no baseball teams in Indiana except for
1: minor league. But uh, yeah, man. yeah, that seems that seems
0: so weird. But is that? After all these years and still not having a baseball team, you think every state would have one by now, including Hawaii and Canada and uh, Alaska? Excuse me.
1: Yeah, but you know, if I, if you travel some places though, man, like we were out to, uh, when we went to North Dakota and South Dakota, beautiful, beautiful places, but it's like, I just don't see them filling the stadium. You know what I mean? So I yeah, can see I got, yeah. why, I can kind of see why they, they wouldn't have that. But, um but then again, there are some, there are some, uh, some places that have teams where they don't fill the stadiums either. So, you know, but they're big marketplaces, so if those teams ever get good, they're primed for, you know, all of that stuff. Miami uh with the Marlins is a perfect example, you know, they've had a couple good seasons in their existence, but for the most part not historically been a great team and they've struggled with attendance issues until they're good and then everybody comes out of the woodwork.
0: I think the Buccaneers are the same way. Is that right?
1: Uh, um, yeah, I think so. Uh, on the football side, it seems like, uh, you get people there more, regardless of where you are, because I think it's the smaller amount of games. You that know, makes it's, sense. Yeah. It's like, we can only see them once a week. Uh, we better go see them, you know, while we can. And usually it's, it's really funny because you'll notice, If you watch the NFL or, you know, even college, I guess, to some degree in the very beginning of the season, the stadiums are packed, but towards the end of the season, you can always tell how the team's doing based by, by just looking at the stands and seeing how many players, I mean, how many, uh, people are in attendance.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Especially too, since, uh, ticket prices are insane now. So that makes total sense
1: so ridiculous. I tell you what, I love going to baseball games. Like, I've been to two games at Wrigley. I I still want to go see, I almost call it Comiskey, but I want to go see uh, uh, a game at the White Sox Stadium. I think it's guaranteed rate now. Uh, I want to go see a game there, but I've been to two games at, at Wrigley, and I just love it. I know your dad hates Wrigley, but I love that stadium. I love the way it's designed. I love the way it looks. All of that stuff, like, But it's so expensive, man. In both games I've been to, I didn't have to pay for the tickets. So it's like, it's so expensive to take somebody to a game. And then, like, if you have a lot of people in your family, it's even harder to take them to a game.
0: Yeah. Have you been to the uh, United Center yet?
1: No. uh, I'm boycotting the United Center. Why? Because I don't want to see the Michael Jordan statue.
0: Oh, Jesus. (laughs)
1: Uh, I w- I really I really really want to go see the Blackhawks play though. If I were to get tickets to see the Blackhawks, I I you know obviously I'd go to the United States. So um,
0: I I still I, have not seen the Blackhawks yet live. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. The, as, as big as a hockey fan as I used to be, and I'm still kind of a fan. Um, yeah, I still have not not seen a Blackhawks game yet.
1: I love watching hockey games. I'm not a I'm not by any means a hockey fan, but I love watching hockey games in person even as low as like minor league it's just such fast paced action like i would probably i don't i'm not a soccer fan but i'd probably like watching soccer in person
0: yeah i mean a lot of times when you go go to see a live sports event it's it's the it's the event part of it that draws you in more than the sport
1: yeah that's true that's true
0: yeah cuz i've heard a lot of great things about the chicago fire games i heard, heard those are an absolute blast that's why i've always been curious about that i've always heard hockey's the best live I disagree. Uh I think I think hockey um is one of those sports where the lower skilled um leagues just aren't as good. I mean if you go to something that's comparable to like single-A baseball, th- those games can be boring, very boring.
2: Well, and and you look
0: and you look at them, it's just the scenes isn't there, the speed's not there, the shots on goal aren't there, the goaltenders aren't as good. That can be uh kind of a boring game to be honest.
1: Yeah, and I guess I can only compare it to um uh, like so we went to um uh, what's the place in the Hoffman Estates? Sears Center? Sears Center, yeah. We went to the Sears Center and saw uh uh I think it's the Wolves, maybe. Is that where they play? Uh no, but I got the
0: Wolves play over in Rosemont.
1: Okay, so it wasn't the Wolves, it was somebody else. Uh, because I know it was the Sears Center. But uh that was a minor league hockey team and it was fun, man. Like, I got the tickets from work, so we were right against the glass. And it was just, it was a really, really fun, uh, fun time. I mean, man, those players, when they get like slammed up against the glass right in front of you, like, that's some, whew, you're like, damn. Yeah. And,
0: and you know what? So, same thing. I did see them play one game, uh, that team you're talking about. I can't remember the name either, but, uh, I was very unimpressed by the game that I saw. I'm like, eh, nope, not worth it. Just, it bugged me to sloppy passing and just uh slow w- was the game that i saw
1: so maybe it has a lot to do with where you sit as well you think
0: yeah it could be um yeah i mean being down by the glass is great because you're right there for the action you get to see the hits live when you're up high it's easier to follow the puck and follow the game so yeah. i guess it's, it's more preference
1: yeah yeah so i would say if if you are going to see like uh, a minor league or something like that, being up higher probably wouldn't be the greatest thing because you're seeing all those mistakes. You know what I mean? And down low, you don't see it as much because it's. I guess you could say it's harder to follow those details
0: mm-hmm. from closer. That, that could be. And and when I saw him, we were about halfway up, so that that could be the difference.
1: Yeah, that's that, that's definitely a possibility. Because I mean, I know. Like I've been to plenty of NBA games in my time and to me there's not a bad seat in an NBA game. Uh I've been to NFL games. I I can honestly tell you that some NFL games I've been bored if I sit up high because it's just like I could be watching this on T V Yeah and get a better view. You know what I mean? Uh
0: yeah, especially like uh, Soldier Field, the way that's laid out now. There's a lot of dull seats in my opinion. Yeah, we drove... so high up.
1: Yeah, we drove past uh, Mayo High Stadium where the Broncos play when we were in Denver. And I was like, wow, that goes up
0: really, really high.
1: And I was like, how could those people even enjoy their seats being that high up there?
0: So, yeah. that, 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 that's the way Comiskey used to be, too. If, if you're up in the nosebleeds, I mean you felt like you were you were a mile away from the game.
1: Yeah, I can see baseball probably being like that too, where it's just you're up that high, you're like, eh, this isn't nobody's hitting a ball up here. No you know, you're not gonna see like the bang bang plays and everything like that. So I could I can see that being an issue. The only place I've ever been where no matter where I've sit sat, it's always been a good game is uh Notre Dame Stadium for football but I think that's more of my love for the team and not getting caught up in all the other stuff that goes with Uh, you know where you're sitting and what you're viewing and this that and the other things so
0: yeah that that, and and that's probably um, you're sitting amongst like the most dedicated fans you probably could too which I would think would elevate the whole experience
1: so the, the God's honest truth I would tell you 70 to 80% of all the Notre Dame games I've been to, I've sat in the visitor's area.
0: (laughs) That makes sense.
1: Because those Uh, are the cheapest tickets.
0: Right, right. (laughs)
1: Uh, So I've always been against, I've always been sitting with these annoying (laughs) opposing fans because, Mm -hmm. especially if Notre Dame loses because a lot of these fans, it's like we beat Notre Dame and the rest of the season. I don't care what we do. So it's like they—they're like, "Yes, this is the greatest thing ever." And I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, live sports can be great. Uh, the re- reason why I asked about United Center is, thus far, I've only been there twice, but that's been my favorite place to see something so far. That is a beautiful stadium on the inside. Oh, is it? Yeah, I, I mean, and even the vending. I mean, I mean they have a, a sweet baby rays of vending there, you know. So really good food.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, I like me some sweet baby rays.
0: And then uh, that, and the other team I've been curious about that I haven't seen is uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs. I've heard a little bit about that team over the years. I've never seen a game, and I'm really curious about it. That's a heck of a
1: drive, though.
0: Mm. So it's like an hour uh, for me to go to Rockford.
1: Oh, that's probably faster
0: for for me. It's probably faster for me to go to Rockford than than it is uh, downtown Chicago.
1: Yeah, that's true. I've thought about driving up to Milwaukee, uh, when the Cubs play and seeing a uh, game in the baseball stadium and seeing how it is there.
0: I've been there a few times. It's, it's, it's not a bad stadium. No, no. I mean, it, it is more of a modern stadium, so it's big. Um, me you know, more like the White Sox the stadium than uh, regularly but uh it it's nice. It's clean, it's new.
1: Yeah, I'm really disappointed because we're gonna be in New York in August. And the last time we were in New York, the Yankees were in Boston. This time, you know where they're gonna be? Chicago? Chicago. Playing mm. the White Sox. I'm like, man, this sucks. I wanna go see a game at Yankee Stadium. But yeah. One one of these years I'll get there. I'd also like to see a game at Fenway, I think that would be a cool place to see a baseball game.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, um well, Derek, uh we probably didn't get to anything that we were supposed to talk about today, but
0: yeah, uh, we we had some good reviews and uh, some good talks, so uh, I'm I'm cool with it.
1: Excellent. Well, uh I am I'm here to the house. I'm going to go do the father and husband thing and we'll talk again soon.
0: All right, man. Have a good night.
1: You do the suit, same. All right. Talk to you later. Yep.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We have no idea what we'll talk about next time, but I'm sure we'll have a good time doing it. Our email address is the commute home at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you until next time. Drive safe, everybody.